All right. Uh, if your first sip of coffee were a human, it would be this Spartan of a man. He gets the people going. Kevin Cooney. Good morning, you bad, beautiful bitch. You look, come for the laughs, stay for the stories. Would you? Good God. Quick weather jack just for you. Oh, it's bitching clouds. Literally minimal sun. Well, literally maximal mentally, right? You get it. You got to be a friend. Tell a friend. Would you throw it up? Fuck it down. You're listening to stay for the stories. Let's get it. Oh, man. 100%. Good morning. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. All right, let's let's dive right into it. I want to dive right into it. Um, so 100%. I know you from TikTok. I'm pretty sure the majority of people, if you don't know Kevin Cooney, you should. Now you do. TikTok all-star, hype man, the ultimate hype man. What was your inspiration <laughs> to get this going? To get the people going, to get you going? What was your inspiration behind your videos or behind that first video um, and your intro yeah. to TikTok? I, uh, you know, when you're in the parking lot outside the gym and you're like, mm -hmm. I guess, but now that you're in New York, I'm in Boston, I don't really sit in the parking lot anymore, but I, I'm right. from Wyndham, New Hampshire. So okay. back then it's like, you're sitting in the parking lot and you're like dreading going into the gym. You got like your feet up on the dash mm -hmm. and like, so I would do these, I would actually do them to myself internally. I wouldn't even say them out loud. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, God, get, let's just get out of the car. You bad, beautiful bitch. You let's just go squat ass to grass. And then I said, the first one I said out loud, and then I was like, oh, I should film that. No music, anything. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the first video to like really take traction wow. uh, on TikTok. So since that day, it's, it's been one ever since. So, so they started by, for me, they started internally for me, mm -hmm. um, just to pump myself up to stop procrastinating and actually get out of the car and go, go work yeah. out. Wow. I mean, no, 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 I can relate to that, uh, especially growing up. So I grew up in Texas. So like LA Fitness, yep. that was the let's sit in the parking lot for 10 minutes, pre-workout mix, yep. trying to like hype yourself. Recline the seat, yeah, you know. Just, just to get into the gym, just to walk through the door was, get out was the hardest part. Do you, right, what, exactly. what gets What gets you inspired? Like, like yourself? Is it music? Is it uh, motivational speeches? Like what gets you going and getting ready for the day? I, uh, you know, it's funny. I, so I am like ungodly positive. Like mm. my, my car could explode in front of me. And that's they'd be like, well, you know, no one was damaged. It, am it, I right? it, yeah, we, it, it is what it is. We will take the train then. No worries. Yeah. So, uh, but it's funny. Like what I listen to is actually like some pretty like, so I, I listen to this guy, Jocko every morning. I don't know if you've heard, he, he's another podcaster. He, he okay. runs the Jocko podcast. He's the ex-Navy SEAL commander, this big, bad, you know, human. And uh, every episode he's got, he brings on a vet, you know, Vietnam, World War II, even, oh, wow. you know, Afghanistan. And they talk about their experience, like, through their time through the military and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's really like, he had a survivor from the Holocaust. I mean, it's really like dark stuff in the morning. And for me, that puts it all in perspective. Like, that's mm -hmm. back to like my car exploding. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That sucks, but it could be, we could be in Vietnam, yeah, you know, like, yeah. could be, like it could, could be, be worse. So much worse. Yeah. So that's what, for me, that's what puts things in like the ultimate perspective. Got it. You know, is, is, is that I need that for some people, it doesn't work for others. It does. I need that drastic, like, mm. you know, war to like, like we're in Miami right now. Like, you know, 
a beautiful place on earth. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I need those kind of like two pillars to have my, you know, daily, you know, happiness that gets me going. Yeah. It gets yeah, me yeah. grateful. You know? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm a little bit kind of the same. I think I'm a little more. Yeah we briefly talked about this. I'm a little more introvert. Like I'm a little more internal. Right. And so we'll get like my mind and my, and a lot of inspiration and motivation comes from within, but it's like, I'll do yeah. motiv motivational, inspirational mixes and tracks in the morning, like speeches and stuff like yeah. that. A little bit yep. of hype music, tempo music to like get me moving. Um, yeah. Yep. I, I also have like a why not mentality. So like, Right. Why not get up and work out? Why not go run? Why not put in the work? The alternative right. is I'd be sitting in my car. I'd be sitting, moseying along on my couch. I'd be browsing social yep. media or watching TV or like just doing nothing. I'd rather be doing something than doing nothing. And so that's my why not mentality that gets me going. I love that. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. Do you, so true. do you work out every day? Walk me through your workout yeah. routine. I do uh, Monday through Friday, so every morning okay. I hit the gym. Even even while I'm traveling, like even here, there's a there's a you know gym at the hotel and stuff. And uh, yeah, and, and I do. Um, so I played sports growing up from six, you know, through college, uh, playing football. Um, and so now it's so we you know at that age it's all like Olympic lifts, and I mm -hmm. I, I I got away from that now. Now it's like when I go, uh, you know, Monday's legs. Tuesday's chest and tries, Wednesday's back and buys, Thursday's shoulders, Friday's like a, a mix, you know. Uh, but now I'm really getting into, I, I always need some like, you know, kind of that North Star to like keep pushing forward. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm looking to actually get into boxing. So I, I've taken oh, like nice. three boxing classes, first time ever boxing, one-on-one -on -one at least. I've done like some of those group training classes, but yeah. this is like legit. They focus on the form, you know what I mean? And that. Mm -hmm. So now I'm slowly getting into boxing, uh, nice. which has been like my first time. Uh, we went through my first time boxing. Uh, I actually threw up. I we wow. put this in. We actually have this this footage too. Like I legitimately, it was like just so much cardio mixed with like, uh, like focus on form and, and like more of a hit workout mm -hmm. uh, that just lasted forever. I legitimately just spewed jumps everywhere. <laughs> That was a good time. All right. So but I want to get into boxing. I like, I like yeah. boxing as a sport, especially also like UFC and mixed martial arts. And, and I'll get into that. But what I want to dive into is your background playing football. Um, yeah. What yep. did you, what did you play growing up? And you played a little bit in college, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, I started at six years old and that, 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 that for me, and I'm sure other sports have this similar effect. It, it installs, intense discipline in you from like a very young age mm -hmm. i mean six years old i'm i got a mushroom cut i'm wearing denim you know head to toe yeah. like i am watching episode new episodes of full house every day mm -hmm. like that's it was simple times yeah uh but it installed like tremendous amount of discipline and and just to figure out how to work with with people from you know all different backgrounds and, and i'm sure other sports have that same same ability but yeah football really installed that discipline and then um uh, yeah, I played up in high school, uh, as well. I was a running back in high school Oh wow! and I, I was, I'm, I'm from, uh, Winnipeg, New Hampshire. So that's where I was in Southern New Hampshire. So you're at that time, you're playing offense and defense for the most part. So like, so I, I was running back and then, you know, we'd switch and I would be uh, outside linebacker on defense. So it was oh, like, nice. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then played up at uh, Plymouth State. Uh, so I actually, I went to Merrimack my freshman year and played football there. Uh, and then transferred over to, to Plymouth State. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those sports that like really, really installs an insane amount of discipline, which mm-hmm. I think tees you up for, for the rest of life, you know, yeah, is, yeah. you know, especially once you, once you're done, once you, you know, kind of hang up the helmet for the last time and you, you, I always go with like the gun metaphor, like you, you pivot the guns into something else. And for me, that was business. Like that's what launched, you know, kind of my business side of my brain uh, with that same discipline and energy uh, to go from the field to, you know, kind of the real world of, of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That's funny, man. I mean, I played, I mostly played inside linebacker growing up. Oh, nice. Yep. And then the dark um, side. Yeah, man. That was my primary position, but similar to you growing up playing both sides of the ball. So I'd play yep. mostly fullback and running back, but I was more, nice. of a, I was more of a hitter, man. I was more of a, like, get after it kind of guy. I wasn't yep. a speed guy at all. Um, yeah. It's funny. Cause we talk about me now running. I never was a runner. Right. I was never fast. I, if anything, I was, I had a really good agility and I was quick. Um, but I had yeah. a lot of muscle yep. core strength. Um, and my first sport was in martial arts. So you talk about discipline. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can, like I said, we can get into boxing and, and those areas. Yeah. Too, was that, was that, uh, you'd get into like jujitsu and stuff? No, uh, I, I studied it, but I, I, I yeah. used to compete in martial arts. So, oh, wow. um, I competed in, in a few different styles. Uh, yeah. But like, so, you know, so do you know a little bit about like martial arts and the sport or the variety of sports or, um, I styles, don't styles, like I mean? it. No. Okay. That's something I definitely want to learn more about. I, okay. I know there's like, I know there's like a thousand different variations of, yeah. of sports, but no, I, I am like, so entry level <laughs> with all those. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, like, like jujitsu and things like that, like you think of like the MMA and the UFC, it's a lot of um, grappling. It's a lot of grabbing yeah. and tossing and stuff like that. So a lot of people associate martial arts with that. My school, it was a uh, Taekwondo. So we studied like striking. Okay. So it was punches and kick, kick, kicks a lot like kickboxing. Um, gotcha. That's what yep. my, my, my school studied in. Um, but I, I studied as a, as a competitor, I studied like a Japanese style, Korean style, and I did weapons. So like the commas wow. are, and then like nunchucks and the bow staff. So yep. I, used to, uh, I used to compete in those areas, but it was, it was less fighting, more forms. So I'm okay. like, you know, kind of yep. like, kind of like sparring or kind of like air boxing, like you're fighting an imaginary right. opponent. It's a lot, very technique, right. technique oriented. Um, so it was craft. I had to learn the craft and study the craft. And that, that was discipline aspect of like, being dedicated to a craft at an early age and like the sport mindset and stuff like that um right and then 100%. i did that for a few for a handful of years i competed i you know won some titles uh i'm in the, i'm in the hall of fame you know so it was Holy cool I, I, I did it when i was young but then i my passions navigated towards football and i really really yep. loved football and I was a hybrid athlete, then decided to go and pursue football after I, you know, won my titles and got inducted and things like that. So played, started to play football and then linebacker, running back, fullback. I pretty yep. much played everything on defense, everything on offense. Um, yeah, Cause I was a very muscular stocky kid. So yeah. I was, I had a, a little bit of an edge compared to, 
you know, my peers, but, um, yep. yeah, that didn't last long. I mean, I had a, I had to really grow, grow into the <laughs> they sport. get big fast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it's funny, man. So, so, so look, let me ask you, like, how much do you weigh or how much did you weigh playing ball in college? I was, uh, my freshman. So I, I'm 200 now. My okay. freshman year, I was probably, I was always small. Like, like, uh, I remember when I was, uh just starting football i was 60 pounds of the, the youngest on the team and they used to do pop warner by weight you know oh, yeah, and i'd be yeah. the last in line uh freshman year i was probably 160 170 somewhere in there okay wow uh and and at merrimack too i mean they, that was my first time like like I, I worked out started in eighth grade and then and then but just eighth grade kind of messing around you know and then high school got serious with the, in the actual weight room, you know, with focusing on squats and bench and deadlift. Uh, but it wasn't until college where I got like the meals side of that, just like figuring out, you know, in high school, you think like, oh, I'll just start lifting weights and I'll grow. Yeah. yeah. In college, they actually set you up with a, a nutritionist that's like, okay. hey, yeah. Okay. You're, you're, I think, yeah, I must have been 170, 180. And they're like, we need you at 215. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to, and they'd lay out the calories a day and, Oh my God, you'd live in, in, uh, in the cafeteria, you know, just freaking packing it on. Um, wow. so yeah, that was my first like introduction, like the nutrition, how important nutrition is with, with fitness, you know, um, uh, which is cool. Yeah. I, man, so I weighed 200 even going into my freshman year, uh, college. Wow. And then yep. when I, my freshman year, I mean, I bulked up to 235 to play inside linebacker. Wow. Yeah, man. Woo. And then yeah, I'm telling you, Stocky is putting it mildly. Like I, I was yeah. a really, really stocky <laughs> athlete. Um, yeah, man, I was 235. And then that was my freshman year. My second year I played, like I switched to free safety, kind of a, like yep. a bandit. Um, and so slimmed down to about 220, maybe 215. Um, yep. But like gotcha. now, like now, years later, and now I pro I'm weighing like 150 you know, maybe 160 really? in the winter. Yeah. Whoa. So I, I, holy I, shit. I've lost like 80, 90 pounds. Yeah. Crazy. Did, did you feel, I remember the heaviest I ever was, was uh, 208. And I remember 208 feeling like you could feel it. And that for, for compared to you, for me, that was, that was like major. It, I, my metabolism is so fast. It's like mm -hmm. I have to eat. So for me to maintain even just above 205, I was like, I could feel it. I was like slower. And did you find that at 235 that you were like, mm. like a Zeppelin just hovering around campus? I mean, I, I was a big body, but I, I was quick. There's, yeah. there's one thing is my core strength, my lower center of gravity and my agility carried me a long way with, with football. So I was always quick, right. but I, I right. couldn't for a straight line. Like I couldn't run to save my life. Like it was, I had right. angles on the running backs. I had angles on the receivers. Right, so that's what right. I had. I, I could never, angle of pursuit. yeah, if I was in a foot race, nah, you'll buy, like I wouldn't even, yeah. try. um, so I was, yeah, but I could feel I was a big body man, I, but I also growing up, like, it's not like all of a sudden I packed on weight. And so it was new. Yeah. I always had weight. I just continued to, to really get bigger and, and have more muscle right. mass when I played, uh, college in, in college. Right. Um, but what Jesus is interesting God, is I, I had the opposite. So I had maybe a lower metabolism, slower metabolism. I think now I have a much faster metabolism because of how yeah. active I am. And I I'm, did a 180 as an athlete from a stocky football right, player right. to a, a slimmer runner. And so now my metabolism is super fast. I eat, right, I eat right. all day. 
Um, Jesus. But yeah, so and so, okay, so back back to you and, and working out. So you work out five out of seven days of the week. So you yep. really utilize that balance, and you take you take your weekends off. Yeah, hundred percent. And sometimes it fluctuates too. Sometimes those weekend days off are actually like a Wednesday, Thursday, depending on like the schedule. But yeah, always yeah. always two days off. Uh, pretty much back to back. Yeah. You know, um, and then now just learning about like, um, like I'm big now on like cold showers. I'm looking to get like an actual, like, oh, I would wow. love to get like a legit cold. I'm in a, similar to you, I'm in a, a apartment building in the North End in Boston. Mm-hmm. So like me bringing in a cold tub through the lobby might be a no-go, but <laughs> man, they, they have a, uh, they have a cold tub here and it's, uh, it's like six feet deep and it's just like, and it's, um, 40 or 30 it's it's cold it's 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 like a legit cold stuff here and i've been using that every morning and, and loving it wow i would never nope That's i would never really no nah, man i don't like the cold i grew up in texas so i grew up in the south yeah so like i don't do, i yep. don't do cold i can handle it sure i can i'm like yeah. i'm adaptable like I, i'm living in new york city and i've been here for years like I, the cold is right. fine it's not preferred, you know, I mean, right, you're, you're right, in Miami 100%. right now. You're enjoying the sunny and 75 winter, oh, you know, so I am, I'm getting soft fast. I used to <laughs> be this Northern Northeast kid. And now I'm like, Oh, I'm looking around. I'm like, this is it's January and it's 75. I'm like, wow, man. that's so, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Gr- growing up in the Northeast, outside of football, did you play any other sport or did you have any other sports of interest? Like, yeah. yeah. Walk me through what else you did or, or was it solely football? Yeah, no, my, uh, my parents kept us all. I have a twin sister and an older sister. We were all in sports all year round. So I was doing baseball. Oh, cool. Uh, I was doing, yeah, I was, it was, uh, I was doing lacrosse as well. Um, uh, they got me to like golf and stuff and, and, uh, anything as a kid, I remember we, you would literally leave the house and I would not come back until, you know, it was dark. I mean, football was, you know, 5 to 8.30 at night. And, and, and before that, you had, you know, some other little rec games you'd pick up. I did basketball for a few years. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I was all over the board. And I, they did that on purpose, too. Look, my parents were trying to figure out, like, okay, they, tr- they treated sports like a buffet. Like, we'll introduce them mm-hmm. to every sport under the sun, mm-hmm. whatever he's, you know, likes the best or, or innately picks up, you know, we'll, we'll run with it and, and that happened to be football. Nice. So, okay. So walk me through when you decided you want to pursue like business or like you talked yep. about how sports gave you that mindset of discipline. And then, you know, you turned the gun in a new direction and wanted to pursue yeah. business. Walk me through that, that journey. Like how did you know, yeah. when did you know you wanted to pursue business? I, uh, so I, at a, when I was back when I was six, I used to actually live near a golf course. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in the Northeast. So you drive 30 minutes, you hit the ocean. So it's you're right there. There used to be this golf course that had a, a water hole on it. You'd actually hit over a portion of the ocean. It was like a little gully mm-hmm. and at low tide, the water would all go out and you would see everyone's golf ball that they shanked into the water. Yeah. So when I was six, instead of like going out to the beach with family, I would, I would, I would go to that golf course and go pick up the golf balls, mm-hmm. polish them up. And then I'd go to the tee box. And again, this is six years old. I have mushroom cut denim head to toe. And I'd go to the first tee box and, and have my little cooler. And I would sell uh, golf balls for a dollar. And I would do that all day and then rinse and repeat oh, wow. literally. Nice. And, uh, 
So at the time, I didn't know, like, at the time, I didn't know what that transaction was, right? Like, I didn't know that was, you know, uh, that was entrepreneurship or, or business. Yeah. Um, but that was my first, you know, uh, of actually selling. Um, and I love that exchange. You know, I love like, talking to those golfers that were, you know, you know, four decades older than me. And uh, that was my first real taste of business. But then, um, I mean, that grew over time too. Like now, it started shortly after college. I got into, uh, I was obsessed with, still do it to this day. I just, I do it for fun. Uh, finding things for free on Facebook Marketplace and then reselling them back on OfferUp and, and Facebook Marketplace. So that's, that is like the, I always tell people like that is, I was 60K in debt at college. I paid off all of it in two years, all from wow. couches. I'd find a couch for free. I'd go scoop it up. I'd store it in my parents' garage. Mm -hmm. I would sell it, you know, the next day or the next week for, you know, one, two, three, six hundred bucks. Nice. Uh, and just over and over. So I, I've always loved that exchange, whether it's golf balls or couches, you know. Um, but the, I get a ton of, um, I get a ton of DMs now from like D1 athletes that didn't get picked up from you know to go the big leagues whether that's football i get a lot of hockey ones too no oh, cool um and now they're slipping down that slippery slope of like you know they start to pick they start to relax a bit and kind of let the body go mm -hmm. and, and they uh i feel like um life you have like your your blueprint of how you think life's supposed to go and then you have like where you actually are so i get a ton of dms from people that are like the blueprints pro athlete i'm gonna be in the hall of fame making intensely high six figures but i'm actually didn't get picked up by anyone in the big leagues working a nine to five in sales that they hate so it's an interesting you know so for me i lucked out i, I knew i wasn't gonna go to the big leagues i was i was like just too small at all ages pretty much enjoyed it but then i knew i i always loved business like for me playing football was you know I, in practice i'd be the one I'd be chatting to every guy, you know, whether it's pumping them up or just meeting them, like asking about their family, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I love, I love connecting. Mm -hmm. So for me, luckily enough, that blueprint was, you know, coinciding with my real life of, yeah. of you know, following that, that business side of things. Um, so I, I lucked out. I was fortunate. Wow. That's, it's so interesting how you, how you put, or how you gave that example of like the blueprint blueprint of where you think you're going and then where you actually are right i i find there's like a happy medium because like, yeah like yep. it, it's one thing to stop pursuing that blueprint of the dream life that you think you're going to have and then to stop doing that because then that right. that kind of leads you down the road of where you currently are like you kind of let yourself right. go as an athlete you kind of slumming it a little bit like things didn't go as 100%. planned but I find like, if you look at those two directions, there's a happy medium. If you continue to pursue what you dream and like what your aspirations right. are, somehow you end up like in that middle road of like, you didn't stop pursuing your dreams, but right. it's just a, down a different path. And like, even it could be yep. as an athlete, it could be as you change your mindset or your, you know, you, your focus, your goals. And like, it's just a new direction of how you're applying like your time and energy. And, you know, yeah, I feel like I think too, those blueprints medium. are, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I feel like a lot of those people uh, write their blueprints in stone when I think that blueprint's actually on like an etcher sketch and you oh, just yeah. shake it and you start yeah. you start over, you know, now yeah. oh I, I didn't go I didn't go pro, shake the etcher sketch and we're drawing up the net, you know, 
where, where I feel like some, where I feel, I get a ton of, um, especially being like, like Mr. Positive, I get a ton of like dark DMs from like depression. And a lot of them are those guys that did guys and girls that just didn't go professional. And now they're working, you know, in a, in a nine to five. Um, and, uh, that's, I always say that, like, don't just cause you, you, you thought you were, that blueprint was, you know, pros that's not in stone. That was actually an extra sketch. Literally yeah. shake that thing up and, you know, redial it, you know, to yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I think you're right. There's a happy medium there for sure. Well, what's cool is like, it's a very fluid process. I have, I have, I have, I'm right. of the mindset of it being a fluid process. So goals will always change the journey and the process is more concrete though. Like who you're becoming is yeah. that's like what yep. to focus on. You'll end up exactly where you're supposed to be, but like, you can't stop the process. You can't stop that right. learning, you know, growing part of it. It's a very fluid process. Right. So the end, the end result is fluid, but the journey itself is like, you're becoming who you're becoming. If you work on becoming who you're supposed to be becoming, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would argue no. too, almost like the journey is almost more important than where you actually end up. Well, you know, yeah. just being like that empathetic, good person every day throughout that journey, mm -hmm. I think is, I yeah. think it's, the most important thing the, the last thing i'll say on that is like uh it's a it's forward momentum like i don't i don't believe yes. in setbacks or back steps or or yep. going backwards i think like with time is consistent like your process is consistent so you're always right. moving forward the thing that might change is which way you're looking or the direction you're yeah. going you'd never really go backwards you're always you always have forward momentum but your direction shifts right. So like that's right. a fluid process. And so that's what I, I firmly believe in. Like, just go, you're always going forward. You just have to focus on the journey itself and the process, not, not where, not the end game, like not the finish line. Right. You, you might not know what that is yet. Eventually you'll get there though. But yeah, I believe in like forward momentum. Yep. Um, I'm with that's, you. I could agree more. So let me ask you this from a, from a business person to business person. Do you like more yep. of the sales part of business or like the marketing, advertising, storytelling? part of it i like i like i go for the marketing like okay. i and i think too i think uh with marketing of course comes the sales mm -hmm. but like like for me i i mean we we jumped into probably one of the more saturated markets on the planet like like coffee like there's there's the powerhouses of the world you got mm -hmm. your dunks and your starbucks at least you know up in the you know northeast is dunks mm -hmm. but um you know wherever you are there's there's you know Tim Hortons. I mean, like there's your, your coffee powerhouses. Like it's so to jump in there and make your own coffee. It's, it's, you have to have that storytelling branding mm -hmm. to even be able to make a small ripple in the coffee space. Yeah. Like it's just like anything else, fitness, such a saturated market. Like how do you stand out? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all through marketing. Just it, it's uh, I, I was telling this example to a buddy of mine, like why do people pay for easy sneakers over just a mm. regular pair of like you know walmart or, or even like new Balance, you know whatever yeah. the and that's just branding right it's just the the person behind the shoe yeah um so it's and it's funny because the the coffee came by mistake it was uh my my audience in my comment section was saying it started with merch it started with you know it actually started with a tagline like those morning alarms with ending them by saying well, let's get dangerously caffeinated and then people were like, hey, if you put that on a shirt or a hoodie or a crop, a crop top, I'd buy it. So I was like, oh, I figured out how to do the merch. And then, uh, you know, a couple months go by and people are like, hey, I'm Googling this. Like you say, let's get dangerously caffeinated. But like, where can we drink 
dangerous to caffeine oh, coffee wow. like is it in stores and i at the time i always drank coffee but in, i wasn't like a coffee expert or guru by any means um so that's when i was like oh i was like coffee interesting like we could uh we could actually map this out and that's wow. what now blossomed into so it actually didn't come from me it came from the audience which is it's pretty cool that's wild there was a demand before there was a supply because honestly, if no one said that, if I wasn't read, so I read all my comments. I try to respond to as many of them as possible. Mm. Um, and if I, if no one said that to this day, there'd be no coffee. It'd just be wow. probably just be merch still. Like it, yeah. it can't. Yeah, you're exactly right. The demand was so pent up, and every video was like, "Where's the coffee? Where's the coffee? Where's the coffee?" Wow. That I was like, "Oh, we can't not do the coffee." You know? That's crazy. All right. So it's so, okay. That's a perfect segue. Walk me through yeah. dangerously caffeinated. So you kind of, that's the yeah. story of how it started. Walk me through yep. where the status is now and you know, what you yeah. have in the works. Yeah. I, it's funny, like getting started with it. I I'm good with pretty good with technology. Like I was able to make the merch on my own. Right. I figured out how to do that. And, but coffee, I was like, Ooh, an actual product you are selling to people that they're gonna ingest like that is so scary to me to to go and pursue mm -hmm. and so over my head like how do you even come up with your own blends and um so long story short i actually started with a buddy of mine named brandon he's from my hometown and in we went to high school together and um so at the time oddly enough just how like fate would have it he calls me up and is like hey i see these morning alarms you do of saying like let's get dangerous captain he, he said i'm actually looking to uh, buy out a, a coffee company from the Midwest. They were called like, oh wow. Uh, they were called like uh, Nuke Explosion. This like something weird like that. It was like a weird. So long story short, we 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 sit down for drinks in Boston, and I'm like, hey, what if what if instead of you buying that coffee company, what if we just make our own? Like, what if we go we team up? And I have the following to you know generate the sales, and uh, we just need the actual product. So. We no joke jump on the computer and we're two seconds away from booking flight. We, our plan was, oh, we'll go right to the source. So we'll go to Columbia. We'll meet these oh, roasters wow. and farmers. And then I, I said, uh, I was like, dude, we're going to end up on like a locked up abroad, like 60 <laughs> minutes episode, like, yeah. like yeah. never to be seen again. Two, two, two oh, Americans man. go missing. So uh, we didn't pull the trigger there. I was like, my mom would kill me if we get locked up abroad mm -hmm. and we were never to come back. And yeah. Uh, we end up finding a roast master. His name's Kevin as well. He's right in, he's about 30, he's about, uh, about an hour North of where I am from, from home. Okay. And, uh, so that's how we actually were able to go to him and he imports all the beans from all around the world from Brazil and oh, nice. our, our, our blends are, uh, from, uh, Brazil and Japan. Um, uh, and then we have another one too. That's, that's from, uh, Colombia as well, but. Uh, we went to him and we spent a full day there, like literally taste testing different blends. And then we took it to family and friends to see how they liked it and how they would rate it. And we had, um, we literally drank coffee all day, little shot glasses of coffee. And I was, I was buzzing. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could see through walls. I was like, there yeah. is a stud right there behind wow. the drywall, guarantee it. Um, and then we, we narrowed it down. We did taste testing for a little bit with friends and family. And then we, we rolled out with, with two blends. Um, the wake up call and the pick me up and I, I you have to give me your address i'll ship you some coffee to, to try out for sure yeah man and uh so that's how it that's how it became a legitimate product it went from an idea to and then i made the bags all online on you know shout out to canva which is like a free you know it's like photoshop but for dummies so i made the bags on canva and 
and uh, we came. I came with the logos from there, and uh, so that's the that's how it really came to fruition, if you will. Nice. Um, yeah, which, and awesome. then now it's like looking forward. Now it's you know um, we do about we do about a hundred. We, we sell about a hundred pounds every three days. Oh, wow. So now it's, and and we ship up. So we we basically get you know the coffee comes from Kevin. It literally gets shipped to my apartment, like literally on a on a on a dolly, like on a pallet, and then I we box them up and ship from there. So now now we're like, we live in a one bedroom, one bath apartment. So now we're like outdoor mm. space, like we need a. <laughs> so now we're looking to get a legit brick and mortar in Boston to kind of set up our home base of of Danielson caffeinated and and uh, you know have our first brick and mortar coffee shop. You know is the goal for for this year. I have, okay, quick question about coffee itself. And then I want to get into um, boxing and also boxing and how it ties yeah. into dangerously caffeinated. But um, yeah. so coffee itself. So you drink coffee every day, I'd imagine. It's pretty funny. And I actually made sure we put this on the back of the bag. So if you if you order dangerously caffeinated coffee in the back of the bag in writing, I typed it up. It says my personality in a bag because I actually drink coffee like at a whiskey pour amount okay. like you pour it. so i and i it, it like it's it's a whiskey it's whiskey no joke pour. it's like if this is the cup you yeah. know my my there's this much because i don't i'm so naturally energetic it drives my girlfriend nuts like i wake up and just like explode out of bed so i don't need a ton of so i made sure i was like we can't put you know kevin chugs coffee every day like it's got to be accurate so 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 it's my we found a blend that is basically as caffeinated as my personality but yeah I, I drink it you know but i do i have a i have a, a stiff quick pour you know you every yeah. every morning that's, uh, cool. that's so funny so you're more you're more of a like a bold dark roasted coffee person than like a light kind of thing so get this this is where uh the higher caffeine is actually in the light blends oh wow uh so yeah which is interesting so uh so we do. We have a we have a light roast and we have a dark roast. The light roast is the more caffeine side of the industry cafe, but we offer you know the two. Uh, so more of a light roast, um, you know, kind of guy. And we use these. Um, they're called robusto beans. They're 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 more caffeinated than like your average coffee bean. Uh, you know, to get that, we're like we're called dangerously caffeinated. We got to be more than you know the average you know bag of coffee to, or the average cup of coffee and caffeine. That's wow. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Co yeah. Coffee is not bad. I'm getting, I'm getting more into it. I like, yeah, I never yeah. growing up. I never was a coffee drinker. And then now I have like a espresso machine and the whole nine. And oh, yep. I'm like starting to get into it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun. It's, I mean, and, and too, it's such a, uh, for me, I, I was never a huge coffee. I had coffee in the morning, but it's such a social thing. Like it's yeah. such a, you know, just a good way to, you know, meet new people and connect and mm -hmm. um you know it's, it's quick and easy yeah yo kudos to you by the way about uh shipping everything yourself doing all the packaging and and that the, that supply part of it on your end you know kudos to you as an entrepreneur that's amazing you need it's to, intense you need to give the people some behind the scenes if you haven't already uh, yeah like this is what we, we have uh we are we've started to film a ton because i, I oh, your, your exact thought i was like we need to open this up to show like this isn't coming from, you know, this is like a, I, a lot of the early days of when people, when I rolled out the coffee, people thought mm -hmm. I was just like the spokesman oh. for a coffee. Like someone paid me to just, and I was like, no, no, I am like, if you place an order, it's me and my girlfriend 
boxing it up, putting the bubble wrap, taping it, printing That's the dope. shipping label, you know, and then actually yeah. go, we luckily our building, uh, it actually ships everything out through UPS. So we, okay. we go to nice. the lobby, we dump all the boxes there, but yeah, it's physically us behind the actual, you're so right though. We're, we're, we, we have content film that we're going to post, but we need mm -hmm. more, you know, behind That's the dope. scenes of all that for sure. Yeah. Was, okay. So only because you just mentioned it, your girlfriend, yeah. she must be a huge supporter of you and everything that you're doing. How, like, how, how does she feel about like your, I guess, TikTok blowing up and dangerously caffeinated yeah. and everything that you have going on? I mean, how, how is she doing? She, she's all in. She, it's funny. Cause like her, she innately is introverted. And when we first okay. started dating, like hated the camera like i'm always trying to film like goopy skips and mm -hmm. like just hated all that and now now she's got a tiktok of her own that's got 23 24 followers she just she just started it a couple months ago nice um uh, so she's in a complete 180 she's all in on the content but yeah super supportive i mean to to live in a a one bedroom we, we have it pretty cleaned up now but to live yeah. in a one bedroom where like orders are coming i mean there's bubble wrap well when we actually get rock and rolling there's you know how it is. There's boxes everywhere. There's tape everywhere. Like it's not the most pretty setup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we have it. We have it cleaned up now to like this one big closet where it's there like the master, you know, vault of coffee. But uh, no, she's all in. Is is she just as enthusiastic about fitness as you are? Hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. She. Awesome. Um, same deal. Like she's. If, if I'm going to the gym, she's going to the gym. So same deal. It's pretty much Monday through Friday. You know, nice. we'll, we'll hit the gym together um yeah no she's she's all in on, on fitness as well which it's an easy it's an easy relationship with both yeah. on the same page with, that's so know, cool man fitness. that's yeah nice. that's fun um all right so now boxing so what what, what drew yeah. you in to boxing and you're even thinking about putting a boxing ring in the brick and mortar coffee shop yes yeah that's so like um I, i'm always looking to like one up my fitness like Whenever I feel like I'm getting stagnant with my, you know, regular, you know, workouts, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like push myself, amp things up. And um, this, I, we were actually out at a bar in South Boston and at this place called Loco. And I run into a guy named Shane Jordan, who's like this local, like boxing uh, legend, basically down there. Uh, and he owns a gym called Browler Boxing. And he, he invited me in for a one-on-one -on -one session. And I was like, Shane, I've never boxed before. Like, you're talking to a guy that's like, that's done the Wii boxing once yeah. or twice. <laughs> so, like, prepare to be dazzled, Shane. Oh, man. Um, and uh, so I went down there, for, and that was like, I, I loved it. And I, I, like I was saying earlier, I legitimately puked my first time around. Wow. It was just like so much cardio. Um, but I loved it. I left there being like, damn, like, that's, I was really, really pushing myself uh, in that workout. So, um so that's what made me really draw her into boxing and then yeah we're we're looking to we want a brick and mortar coffee shop but we don't want it we don't want just a regular you walk in if it's a small coffee shop we want literally like the show rob Deerdeck's fantasy factory meets coffee so we almost want to we, we're trying to find a space there's a couple we're looking at right now in boston that is big enough and it's ground level where we want to have an actual podcast we, it's kind of multi-purpose so uh, pictured as like this content uh, factory, basically, if you will, but but in there is dangerously caffeinated. Remember, um, you ever watched TRL back in the day? It was in yeah. Times Square, like oh, they were yeah. on the ground floor. They had all the signs, people, all the fans outside with their signs. 
So my, my goal is there's a ton of, of ground floor real estate in Boston that's been empty mm. for, for two, three years now, you know, with everyone working remote. And so it's like the perfect time to swoop in, grab some of this real estate, but make it more than just a coffee shop. Make it a spot where like you could come in and, and do an episode there of, of your own actual podcast, oh, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and uh, you could get regulars to, to film their podcast there and they can get you know, all kinds of, you know, musicians and athletes always in town there. Um, and then, yeah, make it an event space. Like there's no, there's no red carpet, like Golden Globes S uh, event in Boston, especially for like TikTok. Like there's no like Golden Globes of TikTok. So making that space like a, like a legitimate black and tie, black tie affair, uh, you know, roll out the red carpet, you know, uh, but all circumferencing, you know, dangerously caffeinated, you know, having that be, you know, kind of the brand that runs this whole, you know, organization. And there's just so much you can do it. Like if you have the space, you can put in a boxing ring and host fights. Like you can get other TikTokers in there to actually like, you know, host fights and events and you can do, you know, uh, the red carpet events in there too. Like there, there's this space we're looking at now. It's, um, it's 5,000 square feet. It's got, uh, it's got 20, it's got 25 foot ceilings. So they're huge. It's like a gymnasium almost, uh, where you could have, you know, you can set all this up in. So, uh, that's the goal for this year is really to get to, it's funny, like in a, in a digital age, we're, we're looking to go like mm. backwards. We're, we're, yeah. we're doing pretty good digitally yeah, yeah now we're like how can we have a physical you know footprint in mm -hmm. like the real world you know oh yeah for sure uh, yeah so that's where we're at now i totally get it yeah man no that is that sounds so dope um because it's more about the experience you're not like you have more aspirations than just being coffee like you want it to be right. an experience you want it to be enjoyable what it sounds like right. too is you want people to come and stay not just come get coffee and leave it's more than that exactly. you know exactly I mean? That's really, really cool. Be able to watch your favorite podcasters live oh, you know, yeah. when their actual shows are entering. You know, that's that's like the goal. That's awesome. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah, keep me posted. So, I mean, that would be so I would love to check it out. Um yeah, I was, thousand, once we set up, we'll we'll bring you in for sure. Um, so speaking of Boston, the first thing that comes to mind for me as a runner is Boston Marathon. And also yeah. I ran, I just ran the Boston Marathon last year. Um is possibility I, I go again this year in a couple of months oh here we go um but yep. so my question for you is um well how long have you been in boston and then how do you feel about the boston marathon and for yourself any aspirations to run a marathon oh or boston god i i i'm such a I, like that's my next challenge i think i don't okay. know about a marathon uh -huh. but uh that me and you might have to team up for that i mean that would be let's epic. do it but uh so yeah, I've been in uh, I've been in Boston a little over two years now. Okay. Uh, but whew, from a cardio standpoint, like football, as you know, is like I can do sprints all day long. Sprint, stop, sprint. So I can do that until the cows come home. But uh, when I start, I think the I no joke think the most miles I've ever ran consecutively is like maybe four, maybe. That's not bad. Maybe four. That's not bad. Uh, so I I would need like some serious work to get up to uh you know, the boston marathon yeah. status but uh maybe i run on the sidelines with you as there you go you hey know, that'd be dope just... you could be you could, you could be my pacer i'll run your speed you right can, you can you can walk me through like yeah we'll do that together that'd be so dope maybe we'll see if we can i wonder if we can configure a little like i'm in a moped next to you with a bullhorn just there motivating you, you throughout Ooh, the whole run man. you, you know? know what it's that'll be that'll be a trial of your your lungs versus my legs 
Yeah. Let's that do way. it. Let's do it. I'm in. I, I can see the headlines already. That's it right there. That's so dope. I'm down, man. Yeah. Um, Someone's like, he's been yelling glutes for charcuterie yeah. for four hours now. <laughs> oh, man. No, but the Boston Marathon, that was my first, that was my first marathon. Um, so we talked really? about, yeah, we talked about my background, martial arts, football. Yep. Um, I just got into running uh, four years ago like maybe seriously for the wow. past for the past three um yep. and then ran a handful of ma half marathons five k's never a full marathon yep. and then boston marathon was my first uh a few weeks after cim out in sacramento was yep. um, my second marathon and then um, looking to do cim again this year potentially boston wow. this year but um i'm ready for round two you know already um but yeah Dude, that, that, was my first, that was my first merit full marathons Damn. Um, and they're quick this year. I mean, that was, oh yeah, that was only a few months ago. Right. Where that, yeah. uh, like, and now, yeah, you're, you're, you're back in in April. That's crazy. Good yeah. for you. So, That's huge. I mean, I think you kind of touched base on this, I think, on how you push yourself and how you challenge yeah. yourself. I think I'm, I'm very much the same way. So for me, it's that, it's that personal challenge of how much better can I get every day? You know, it could be right. like just, it could be small. It doesn't matter, but, um, right. I'm, lo I'm looking to challenge and push myself day in and day out. Um, so that's my mentality behind it. So w with you, even with boxing, like how, and your fitness journeys now, how do you, how do you push yourself for like, how do you challenge yourself to, to grow in any area or is specifically in fitness, but also I can see how it translates over to a lot of other things, but how yeah. do you look to push yourself every day? Anytime, literally anytime I feel like I'm peaking, I know it's time mm -hmm. to like, like my fitness routine, uh, probably the last four or five months was like the same. I wasn't really getting that sore anymore. I was like, oof. So now, now we came up, that's where we came up with the whole, this knockout series where basically we're looking to, for, we'll do one episode a week. We'll hope the, the long form of the videos will be posted on YouTube, short form on TikTok and Instagram mm -hmm. reels. Mm -hmm. But basically we're, uh, you know, every city now, like there's a thousand uh, fitness influencers or, or trainers. And, so it's basically these different sessions, each, each episode of, of, you know, personal trainers basically just kicking my ass. And so it's double-edged sword. It, it's me stepping up my fitness game and it's amazing content. Like, like that first one we did where I was boxing legitimately threw up, hilarious content, really good workout. You know, uh, rev cycling is another, like there's so many cool, you know, aspects of that, that we'll, we'll, we'll do Olympic lift. And maybe that even gets into like, you know, taking it a step further and like competing maybe in some, you know, not necessarily bodybuilding, but some sort of competition. Uh, so that's, I'm, I, I'm always looking to push myself physically, but then also creatively, like how can I take my content to the next level? And this kind of just, you know, fell on, on both there. So it's, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, it, it works out perfect there. Yeah. A perfect, um, perfect blend of passions that you're trying to do. Yeah. I get it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. same, same for me is how I'm trying to push myself as a runner and with content and the storytelling aspect of fitness and of my running journey. Yeah. Um, yep. I get it. I totally get it. So yeah. With, oh yeah. With, no, it's um, fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, let me see. Yeah, man. I think, so are you, do you train or like, are you training for anything? You talk about like competitions, but I'm wondering like, is there anything on the horizon that you're training for that you want to enter in? Maybe not races, any We're competitions? we're like loosely and we've only had a, we've had one meeting about it so far. We'll have another one next week, but if we could get this brick and mortar set up this mm -hmm. year 
and that the first fight could be me in there in the ring against another you know we, we'd have to find like an actual you know someone with like a good size following to to, to to do these like these tiktok fights if you will uh that's like very early stages there's a lot to like has to fall in place and like if we could get an actual you know building and, and set this thing up um so that's the only like real competition that potentially is on the horizon other than that it's really like trying to get this this knockout series up off the ground and and uh what our thought process is too like we'll film 10 episodes and then that'll hopefully put us into you know like the springtime and then in the spring we'll actually host an event where we invite all all 10 of those fitness trainers that kick my ass and we flip the script now it's my turn to like get redemption on them and we'll have it on you know we're, we're trying to figure out like maybe we'll do it like gillette where the patriots play or you know we'll get creative and, and we'll do but it'll be based around dangerously captain as well like maybe it's a some sort of um you know like fitness race and it, in between each station instead of taking a break you have to take like a shot of espresso or something like that to make it make it fun um and then film that whole thing as well for for content so that's something we're, we're planning out now as well for for the near future here that sounds like a, a lot of fun man that'd be so cool all right, so walk right? me walk me through you as a content creator. All right, I want to I want to yeah. pick your brain as a creative, as a creator. So, what's your thought yeah. process behind TikTok, behind your videos, even all of these aspirations in terms of net new content? Just what yeah. what's your creative process and your creative outlets? Yeah, I uh, I'm all in on all forms of social media. Like just just the reach it has nowadays. Is, I mean, if this was if this was 1920s you'd have to, to have the same free reach you have now you'd pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get in you know magazines newspapers billboards so the fact that like if you, if you have a phone like you're in the game for free by the way too like just and, and so that always like really pushes me being like what a what a golden opportunity to not have to put any money into free advertising but then also now it's like uh I'm really mindful of like what the impact my videos have. So I get a ton of DMs from, you know, people going through divorces or veterans coming back from deployment that are struggling to go back into civilization. Or like we talked about earlier, athletes, you know, the reality is not mapping their blueprint. And I get a lot of like suicide DMs and relationship, you know, on the rocks DMs. And um, so for me, it, it was always just a fun way to like I did. I did the weather back in high school. Like I was like your morning news. Oh, weather. Really? Like, I just love. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I, I'm trying to see if I can find those clips again to, to cause I was so young doing it then. And I, I've always loved wow. creating. Yeah. I, I, I write with my left hand. Like I'm very like, I think that's just part of my brain. Like I'm that creative space. Uh, but yeah, now being mindful of like, okay, those videos are not just a random video anymore. It actually has an impact on, so like the morning alarms, for example, for me, it was just something I pumped myself up with, you know, every morning, but now seeing that it's able to touch so many different people, uh, in, in like a uplifting, but also funny way, uh, is really like my driver. Like just, just being able to be that, that, uh, 60 seconds moment of escape from whatever reality you're currently in to kind of get you off that, you know, kind of walk you off that ledge metaphorically of, of, you know taking a breather and, and and so that that really is what drives my my content now is the impact that it has on on others yeah wow yeah that's i that's i get it is it so does that tie into your fundraising for uh men's mental health 
Yeah, yeah, totally. So that's uh, February 5th. We're doing a men's mental health charity ride at Rev in Boston and in, in, in Copley. Um, we're doing two classes. So we'll do a one o'clock and a two o'clock class. Uh, and tickets for it go up uh, this Saturday, actually. They, they go live for the okay. tickets for that event. But yeah, it's, it's a cool um, you know, charity ride. All the, all the money raised from the tickets goes into the mental health fund. Uh, just kind of get back to that community, but we'll, we'll, it'll be a cool time too to do a meet and greet. Um, you know, we teamed up with another content creator in Boston named Connor too, so we're we're basically like tag teaming that event. Uh, and, and that's really something I'm really looking to branch out into more uh, fundraising, more charity, like be, being able to give back as much as possible is really on my radar for for this year. So this is perfect opportunity to you know do that kicking off the new year here yeah that's cool yeah yeah uh, let me know if i if you need any help with that man i'd be down to participate help out uh yeah help I'll, I'll send you the details you for sure it. yeah, yeah. Um, that would be awesome yo so okay uh do are you still doing you used to do like um kind of like not a not a q a you used to do suggestions right like can you talk about people used to comment on your tiktok can you talk about this or can you give me this yep. kind of motivation do you still do that or, yep. or not so much i now? do so I, okay i do I, and it's actually what i want to do more because like uh because those are fun like i get a ton of like from all from you know healthcare, business teachers firefighters cops military uh that i'm gonna make, i think i'm gonna make a post sometime this week too and i'll put it up on of looking like for more suggestions of where people need help motivation wise because uh, i love it i love that whole series so yeah definitely i get all oh my my dms on tiktok are mainly people being like hey i'm going through x y and z need help you know there you go. yeah plowing through that so yeah i i still uh i those are probably like some of my most fun you know doing those like i remember uh i didn't even really, subliminally i was just posting these morning alarms and they were kind of tailored to to women like that's my my audience is you know majority women but then i was getting dms from guys being like what about the dude so that's where you came the whole like spartan side of yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so uh that's that's where we we blossomed into that which has been which has been awesome nice yeah man so I, yeah i was gonna ask you about spartans and uh charcoots yeah inspiration oh, yeah. spartans and charcoots to uh, the spartans came from all i got a ton of dms from dudes being like you're, you're pumping up the women like where's the where's the dude where's the the real meat we got the bros you know? in it yeah <laughs> so uh i was like i was in my truck one day and i was like i film all these morning alarms like in the north end where i where i park and mm -hmm. uh i'm sitting there and i'm like what is like the most dude thing ever that i can incorporate into these morning alarms and then spartan like just came into my head and i was like oh I feel like every dude internally also loves that time period in life oh, too. Like yeah. that, like Roman, like hand to hand combat. We're all kind of into it. You know, like if, I feel like I, around Christmas, if you are wrapping gifts and you get to that part where it's the, the hard cardboard in the middle of the wrapping, you're automatically smacking things around the house yep. without oh, question. Yeah. I mean, forget, not forget the holidays. Every time I get a UPS package or I get something in the mail, I'm like, nah, I'm tearing this bad boy up. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's where the Spartans came from. And then uh, the Charcutes, massive fan of Charcutes. I mean, good God, there are, that's where like cancel plans for Charcutes or working glutes for Charcutes came about just because uh, big fan of it myself. But then it, those, those uh, taglines, like people love, like the working glutes for Charcutes and, and uh, 
So yeah, it's all, it's all come from naturally just some things I myself thoroughly enjoy, you know, and it just happened to be super relatable, which has been awesome. That's hilarious. Are we going to get a uh, dangerously caffeinated charcuterie board in the, in the near future? Oh, it's funny. I actually, he's in Florida, actually. Uh, Grunt Woodworking is the company in Florida that made me, they sent a charcuterie board that's got the brand name dangerously caffeinated logo on it. Uh-huh. So, and he, he put so much work into it. I'm like, this thing is, it's, it's a legit board. The thing weighs probably 20, maybe 30 pounds. It's legit. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to team up with him to see if, you know, we could make this, we could scale this into an actual, like making these charcuterie boards with maybe even like, not just dangerously caffeine on the board, but he's got it literally engraved in the board. Oh, nice. Yeah. But maybe doing like, you know, glutes for charcuts or cancel plants for charcuts. Like people love those taglines. So yeah, that's, that's something we're trying to work on in the in the future here too, to, to add that to the merch store uh, would be sweet. So they take a little time to build. So I told him, I was like, if we do this, he's a, he's a firefighter by day as well. So I'm like, you know, this could be, you know, it, it could be pretty manually intensive for him to do. So we're trying to work out on the logistics of it, but be awesome. That'd be dope, man. Yeah. Right. All right, man. Yo, this has been a lot of fun. This has been great. Um, Hell really, yeah. Really great chat. Yeah, with you, thank man. you so much for having me too, man. You yeah. are, I can't thank you enough for letting me come on here. This has been awesome. No, nah, man. Yeah, for sure. It was really great to hear your story. All right. You Spartan of a man, you have Let's a great, go. have a great day, man. Have a great weekend. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. All right. Stay tuned. More to come as always stay for the stories. Hell yeah.